It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. But overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is Off Track with Inch and Rossi. It's pretty early for me. I mean, it's a Monday morning. I feel like 8 o'clock on a Monday morning is when most people start their days. I mean, it's a holiday, James. What what holiday is it? It's a present one, day. but it's still a holiday. Mm, mm-hmm. Yep, that's true. That's uh, We call that family day back in Canada because we don't have a president. Or a, never mind. <laughs> Alex, what were you going to say about my place? Nothing. Uh, yeah, sorry that we had to get up early. I just got, uh, I got stuff going on today. I got lots of meetings and then I got to have, a, I got to fly somewhere and it's just a whole thing, guys. So by the way, from the stuff from your Instagram story, it looks like that stuff is, uh, hanging out on speed boats, hanging out on slower, but larger boats going that to was bars e- on beaches. That was yesterday's tasks, yes, and yeah. today's tasks are very, very more Monday. That was very much a Sunday, and this is very much Monday. What but he no, means I, by that? A, what he means by that? Instead of speed boats, it's speed cars, and it's lunches. Nope. It's lunches like in nice um, parts of town and not on beaches. That and part, well, it's kind of it's a nice part of town that has a beach. That's not the point. That's not the it's point. Essentially, country club. Mm, no, more like more like um, high end resort. But yeah, yeah. What are you gonna do? It was you know. It's hey, look, we're celebrating Becky's birthday. We're doing uh, so her for her birthday. I got her a little trip. So we're doing a little island hop to a different part down here. You got her a trip from your trip. This isn't a trip. We're like living here. That's that's the point, right? So now we're doing a little trip. We had friends come visit this weekend, and it was fun. Tim, could you imagine? Being on vacation for six months in the Bahamas, and then you're being like, "Oh, I gotta go somewhere else. This is exhausting." I at no point did I complain in the slightest, bro. <laughs> I how, how openly angry we are with you right now. <laughs> I just take that as a sign that I'm doing something right. So mm. here, thank you for validating my life choices, gentlemen. Thank hey, you. Speaking for that. of uh, speaking of things we're angry about. The Daytona 500 was dude. Last it, it was yeah, it was so dumb. Although it's dumb, we should talk about it. It's dumb. I so okay. uh, my here's my question. I thought their whole thing with NASCAR is that they don't end under yellow. Only if, if, if there's a yellow they flag, don't see the white flag. 
Only if it's overtime. Okay, so if they see the white flag, then it and whatever happens, yellow they, ends the, the race. way the way they the way they word it is: once you get the white flag, the next flag ends the race. So whether it's a yellow or a checkered, the next flag that comes out, it's done deal. So they're just they're basically racing to the white, and then once you're to the white, then it's a it's going to be a, an official race. Because ultimately, let's be honest: mm, if okay. they didn't do that, most of the time it would. We'd still, it'd still be. Oh, you'd never. They'd still, still be doing Connor last year's. They've been doing last year's Daytona right. 500. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I was talking to a friend of mine. It's like, well, Connor's in 33rd, but it's NASCAR, so there's three laps left. He could still win this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here's the thing, guys. His his. Uh, if anyone watched the duels last week, um, where Connor, it looked as though he was driving a pogo stick. Yeah. Um, the fact that he a made the race and then b proceeded to do all 500 miles plus or minus and ultimately, yeah, the, the car made it. He made it is a huge accomplishment because huge. I think um, there was a lot of people thinking he would even make the race. So, congrats to Connor. Congrats to the money team. Also, huge congrats to Travis Pastrana. Yeah, he got. Yeah, he was running up there. Finished eleventh. And like okay, was running up right. in that lead pack yeah. and was part of involved in the incident that ultimately ended the race. Um, but yeah, very, uh, very good result for those guys. I just, I find it very annoying, like kind of like Super Bowl, And a lot of people felt that it was just an anticlimactic finish, you know? It was the longest running race in NASCAR history, like the longest Daytona 500 time. Really? Apparently, yeah. Which I'm kind of surprised by. It didn't feel that long. It didn't feel like there was that many yellows. Yeah, I don't know. I was gonna say even the ones like 70 years ago, but I guess with the advent or adding the yellows yeah, yeah, during stage racing, that that prolongs things. Was it long because the cars are so slow now? <laughs> <laughs> it said uh, in the longest Daytona 500 in NASCAR history. Wow. Yeah. wow. But like, and that's what I mean. What's what's what sucks about Daytona 500 is it's kind of a lottery. Like it's not like that's that's not a fair word, but you know what I mean, right? There are there are the chances of being taken out or having something outside of your control affect your race are larger even than in a normal motor race, which is already quite high. Yeah, and then um, we so like in that, in that part it it kind of sucks, but then you kind of get some surprise winners sometimes, and some people that maybe don't have. You know the the teams don't have the resources and budgets to be running at the front on your short tracks or mile and a half or whatever. You know, get the chance to run up there if, if other people hit some problems. And um, JTG Daughtry won with Ricky Stanhouse Jr. and he's been a good play racer, but he's won a couple of play races. Um, but like you think back to like Trevor Bain in 2011, and like you just Michael McDowell, Michael McDowell, great example. Um, he throws up some of these cool results and because it's their like it's their Super Bowl, it's their you know big race to to have some of those results and the big one is kind of cool. But it's uh yeah, I mean it was it was Daytona. It was kind of what it usually is, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe I don't focus enough every year, but it seemed odd to me that it went as long as it did without a lot of yellows and then did I know they usually have them at the end because people are making the crazy moves and it helps to have the, you know, the, the green, white checkered thing. But is it normal for it to go that long without Rex? I think people just gotten so much better at knowing that you've got to be there at the end. Right. So a lot of people yeah. just sort of, they just hang out. They just drive around in circles literally for, you know, 
the first 150 laps and then you start crashing into each other making moves and stuff so it's not i don't think it's that uncommon or I that think, that's uh, surprising i think another shout out has to go to uh um kyle bush you know like switch teams went to you know in a lot of people's minds like took a step backwards arguably going from joe gibbs racing to um childress and uh was up front to i mean he he could have won his duel um and he got dumped there and then uh he was really in contention but kind of just chose the wrong lane um in the 500 so i mean i think that's a huge a huge result for for him and, and his team obviously going to a backup car um and I think that was very inspiring, especially for people that are making team changes this year. So, <laughs> oh, like like who, Alex? <laughs> like 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 some people that are you know switching manufacturers to Chevrolet, switching teams. Like it was cool oh, to yeah. see to see a guy oh. go out in the first race and you know have immediate success. It was very inspiring. Well, that's good. I'm glad you took some inspiration out of what's happening there. And you're right. It's it is it's always tough, right? When you move organizations, especially after being at one for so long, mm. right? I mean, I mean, Bush had been at Gibbs forever. Uh and yeah, I mean, like you have been at at one team your entire career and now you're going to another one. So yeah, don't suck. Be awesome. It can happen. And yeah, it should I can happen. Do it. I can do so- it. I know we've talked about this before, but I forget what we talked about because it's 5 a.m. How do you guys feel about NASCAR having its largest race be its first race? I was going to comment how dark it was in your room. You should turn a light on it. Now I realize it's because there's no sun yet. Is this the earliest weekend you wake up? I feel like it is. I think it is. I think this is, yeah. I can't remember. I don't remember doing a show. I think we have this. We've, We've done, done five thirty, but we have not done five a.m. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least you had to wake up early to get it set up. <laughs> yeah, at least you have to be here a few minutes before us to send all the information out. Um, okay, have we talked about that? I'm not sure. What are our opinions on it? Um, I don't love it. I, think. I don't love it, but I'm also yeah. I'm I'm pretty. It's it's a pretty benign concept. Like, one way like, or the other doing your biggest race fifth is that yeah no it's better yeah i was that was gonna be the next thing it's kind of the same you know it's uh ultimately they should be at the end but but here's here's i guess what's good about it right is it it gives you know it bookends the season with massive events right so obviously you've got the playoffs for the last 10 races in cup and you've got the the championship finale whatever but then you know, you're, you're kicking it off with the other biggest race of the year, you know? So it's, uh, I kind of get it from that standpoint. It gets people excited about the season starting because they're going straight into the one that they all know about and we're just the people going. So I, kind of, I kind of see it. Um, I do see that there's some like logic to it, but I, it is still a little bit weird because yeah, again, like no one's up to their best yet. You're starting off the season. You don't know, especially if you're with a new team, like you're not all synced up the way you're going to be by race 10. Um, so from a competitive standpoint, so all the team owners start the season with, uh, by writing huge checks. That's fair. <laughs> do you do that? Yeah. Checks are neat. <laughs> I like them just cause I like to use money for goods and services. Correct. Um, 
All right. Yeah. Well, we tear up, tear up some stuff though. That's for sure. But then, yeah, like the, the, and then the, the, the thing about Indy is like that race started and, and like Daytona, those races started before the series started. Right. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a beginning and end of a season. That was it. It was just a race and the series was built around that. So you kind of, you kind of understand it, but it would yeah, be cool. And, and May is a, is a late, start to a season and an early end to a season if you're right. building one around especially something that's weather dependent as auto racing right so i get why they do it also from the nascar side there's two different tv provider like um tv like broadcasters so the first half of the season's fox the second half is nbc so nbc gets the championship so fox gets the daytona 500 so they both kind of get a hmm, hallmark in that that part. yeah well, speaking of channels that are better than Fox, uh, NBC made a cool announcement. You got some company coming for your uh, 500 broadcast there, Jimbo. Yeah, we're getting the band back together. Mike Trico and Danica Patrick are coming back to the Speedway to uh, to do their thing on the broadcast. Didn't they do it last year? Yeah, so they're oh. coming back. But oh, they're sorry. like, they're yeah. not, yeah. Yeah, we're going to say we're getting the band back together for that race, oh, which is cool. cool um yeah man it's you know obviously it's it's great having danica on the team and you know she knows a lot about the race and and brings a lot of knowledge there and Tariko is just like the consummate professional man like that guy is so impressive at doing what he does unbelievable it, it's just wild and like the knowledge that he has to have on so many different things that he calls and, and is part of and how prepared he is and everything it's just awesome like i remember last year we had a big production meeting on like the Thursday or something. Maybe it was a Friday uh, before the race. And, you know, he's not there all month. You know, he doesn't have the chance to to come and he's not watching all the practices. He's not there for qualifying weekend. And so him and I sat down and he was just sort of getting, he wanted to ask a couple of questions and sort of get up to speed and understand why, you know, X, Y, Z had happened or will happen or whatever. And just the light, first of all, that what he already had knowledge wise was super impressive. And then the questions he had, I was just like, man, this guy just gets it. Like he knows what to think about, what to talk about, what the people are going to want to hear about. And, uh, it, it really is, it really is cool to get to work with him on something. So um couple couple of times we've got to do it now and it is to the benefit of everybody that watches the indianapolis 500 that he will be part of it and that's a lot of people and hopefully even more this year than it was last year and we're within 100 days now we are alex did you go to the 100 day launch party in indianapolis i did not james no there were james there were people there (laughs) oh not (laughs) right they weren't people people um okay uh no so (laughs) i think um the indycar and the speedway kind of did me a little bit of a solid knowing that uh some of my promotional events that are on my calendar uh kind of around rev and that event are it's a lot so i think right i think they were okay with me not necessarily doing that considering i will be doing a lot of events um promoting rev and that uh, whole amazing experience that yeah. I get to go to for the first time since 2016. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, what? Well, we'll talk about that in a sec. What do you know anything about this hundred days standy party that that happened? Oh yeah, yeah. Like what? Done what was the? It's kind of, what, um, they do it in the. I don't even know what you call it. Is it the midway? That's kind of like where they do the 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 um, Pagoda Plaza. Pagoda Plaza. Yeah. Like where Rev is. Exactly. Um, and they have kind of a stage that's set up like Rev. 
and um, they basically we had my, my high school graduation party was there. Okay, oh, that's cool. That's very cool. May have had something to do with the fact that I went to school with Lauren George. That probably helped. Yeah, that yeah. probably helped. Anyways, they set up a stage. There's some entertainment, and then the drivers come on, and like Doug interviews each of them, and then there's an autograph session, and it's just a way to get the fans out to the track and in front of drivers because, um, again, our off season is an eternity, so it's just getting people <laughs> back into the IndyCar mindset. Yeah, yeah, that's good. And then it- so Colton went. Um, he stayed at my house. The uh, CW Vice film crew came and uh, spent some time with us. Making Filmed. a show conveniently called 100 Days to Indy. So that seems a Which my dumbass thought they were going to start rolling out like right around now. I didn't realize they were going to compress those 100 days into a month, which, like, by the way, makes total sense. Yeah. Much much more set. For thinking 100 that. episodes <laughs> would be a lot. Well, no, I thought it'd be like one a week. And then it was just like, I didn't, I didn't think about it. But uh, yeah. yeah, no, no I was didn't. like, oh, you're an idiot. Got it. Yeah. 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 And you're the business. <laughs> That's the worst part. I so just, they, it's one of those things that I didn't think about much. Like, I didn't expend a lot of time considering it. It was just like, hey, I had this initial thought. Let me not challenge it for three months. And that was where I was. And then it was there you go. Like, it's like my it's grandpa great. told me that he was bald because a like a, a plane came, or like a little remote control plane came and cut his hair off. Yeah. Or he told me that when I, when I was like six. And I didn't think about it again until I was 13. And I was like, oh, Pap's full of that's not how that works so it's like yeah. technically i went eight years thinking that that happened or seven years thinking that happened but i wasn't actively believing it so uh alex uh you said that the cw show came and filmed some stuff what was that like how, how has that experience been so far it was good dude like they are um very passionate about this project um they're obviously very good i mean maybe not obviously but these guys are very good at what they do um, like it's, it's, it's the real deal. So for the fans that are still a little bit skeptical, um, I think you're going to be very pleasantly surprised. Um, and you should be very excited about what's coming in April because it is a legitimate produced thought out, really well shot, um, show that I think is going to going to really change the game, um, for IndyCar and, and, uh, make new fans and, and, also uh inform current fans so i think uh it's cool to be able to be a part of it um there's certainly some some questions in there that you know they want honest answers on um and did you, gotta, you give them honest you, you gotta give them, them honest you answers? gotta give them honest answers that's okay. what's gonna make the tv show what it the is only thing gotta, that makes it work you gotta you gotta tell them how it is so it'll be uh it'll be interesting you know am i nervous uh, uh, maybe slightly um but no i think it's it's gonna be uh really cool and and i'm doing some more stuff with them obviously as the season gets going but also um there's gonna be a, a big panel kind of talking about the show at south by southwest and that's coming up in a couple weeks um are I'll you be a going part out of. for that i am so yeah it's uh it's cool guys like they're spending the money and they're spending the time with us and, and they seem to be really passionate about indycar so i'm pretty excited they, do they need me out there for that for south by I mean, no. Again, yeah. you know, uh, non-essential. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just because uh, the pandemic's over does not mean your essentiality has improved. So, and, and I don't think that based on your perception of the halftime show, your you know concept of music 
is south by southwest is more than music it's primarily a film festival isn't it mm, it's no. business conference music film it's actually mostly, everything mostly music isn't it i think it's evolved i think it probably started that way but it's evolved quite a bit it's, um, it's a lot of different so I don't want to. I don't want to have any spoilers for the hundred days to indie show. But maybe as a preview, can you can you tell us what some of the questions were without the answers? Oh, I mean, you. I'm sure you can guess one. They were like, okay, so last year, Mid Ohio. Tell us about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, tune in to find out Alex's thoughts. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure when we talked about it, the response was, "Hey, Alex, want to talk about Mid Ohio?" Sure, don't. Nope. Well. <laughs> You got to remember, I was still employed by that organization at that time. Um, that is no longer the case. Uh, so yes, so I the think real juice are, still coming out on the show. Yeah, I think I think what people will really find interesting is kind of what happened behind closed doors. Like we right. all kind of know, like everyone knows what happened on track. Like it was, it was an unfortunate situation that happened amongst four Andretti cars. Right, I was involved in two incidences. Um, both of which kind of the steering wheel got ripped out of my hand, like whatever, like that sort of stuff happens. What then proceeded to happen and the conversations afterwards are, I think what people will be interested in. Yeah. Yeah. Do we uh, see which bridges were burned? I can't wait. I love a good burn, burn bridge, you know, but that's like, that's what's made drive to survive. I think so successful is the, the, the sheer like candid comments that you're getting from drivers and also like the team principles like and not believe how just honest <laughs> really they're being on some of their opinions on stuff well it'll be interesting like obviously they asked me i'm sure they're gonna ask roma it'll be very interesting like if they also go to michael and be like it's a great so, point mid-ohio last year tell right. us about it I haven't heard one way or the other if they're going to do the same level of like interaction with team principals here as they do. Like, again, not that we're comparing everything to drivers for five, but like um, it's a benchmark. So, but yeah, but just in that, in that, are they being included in sort of the interview group in the same way? I haven't, I haven't heard that either, but I really hope so. I hope so too. Like you got to think that, you know, Michael or like chip, you know, like there are certain like I hope guys they play out there. On the chip and Zach kind of program. Like yeah, that would be exactly. Zach, you know, Mike Shank kind of from those, I mean, I, he used to be known as a smaller team. You can't really call him a smaller team anymore. Like they're a legit fine, normal team, but uh, you know, the 500 like reigning 500 were not reigning 500 winners recently with a, as a small team, I guess, whatever. But yeah, there's some, there's some cool characters in there. It would be, you could get some good sound bites out of for sure. Like it would be mm -hmm. awesome to get the, like the yeah, chip and Zach's take on the whole Polo situation last year. Yeah. Like that would be, entertaining i feel like there's no way they're gonna touch that i mean they're gonna try i don't <laughs> i hope I meant, they try i meant, I meant chip and zach are gonna there's no oh. way they're gonna touch that i don't know man i think you're gonna be like i said i think you're gonna be surprised because everyone that i've talked to is kind of in agreement that it's up to us mm -hmm. as a as a series and the people involved in the interviews to make this interesting right like so I, I think everyone's kind of, I mean, obviously there's going to be a, a limit, but I think people are going to be pretty candid. Like it's already, I mean, Santino's already out there like throwing heat. Like that's, what? that's real. No. Well, no. And he's, I mean, he just has taken on the role of being the kind of villain. So like, whatever, like that's what he wants to do. But like, he's, he's spitting fire out there. And 
Is wait, it's is great. it has is this been stuff public or is this stuff you've heard about him saying? Um I don't think public like on social media, but like definitely during media day, you know, regardless of the TV show, like just IndyCar and NBC and whatever capturing content from him, he was very opinionated about certain things. I'm shocked, absolutely shocked to find there's gambling in this establishment. Uh, okay, sorry, Casablanca line about not being shocked. Santino is going to be Santino. Like yeah. a couple people listening will get that reference. And Casablanca is going to go over the heads of 99.9% of the listeners. Well, and I'm here for that. I'm here for 0.1% that appreciate good movies. It makes a lot more um, sense that I, I I just Googled South by Southwest. It makes a lot more sense that there's a panel. You're right. It's very business and tech oriented. Yes. yes. I was not aware. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. We're overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10 piece with nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. I have I have a non racing update, which I've already You're told you. Pregnant. Guys. I'm pregnant. <laughs> no, just fat. Um, <laughs> they caught the guy who broke into my car. Nice. So, because I gave the cops the address for where my laptop pinged, I guess enough other people gave it for that apartment complex, and they arrested the guy, and I got my laptop back. But not a not everything else. But I got my laptop back. And the did you get an apology? No, he's in jail though. But more importantly, the uh, the Hogwarts Lego is done. That six oh, that's yeah, yeah, very oh yeah. How, oh my god! Now what that's, do you do with it? Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna. Send How big you is it? Picture. I, I mean, your apartment's pretty big, and you have lots of free counter space. So, <laughs> oh shoot, what do you do? <laughs> I cleared off some room on top of one of the bookcases. I'm gonna put it up there. Can you like? Do you have access to your roof? No. That'd be cool, though. I've already thought about that for setting up a telescope that I don't have anymore. Um, um, yeah, you well, guys have any cool. personal updates before we get into an Ask Alex? Personal updates. Well, I had Sebring last week. Um, oh, 
We don't have to talk about. No, Sebring. we can talk about Sebring. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, we should. Uh, last preseason test, yeah. kind of last chance to shake off the rust and and get gelling with the new team. And we know there were some issues at Thermal on that side of things, so I'm assuming it went better. Sebring was great. It was a very good test from really all standpoints. Um, if we can keep up the improvement from day one to day two to day three, all the way through day. 38 of this year is going to be great. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of kind of what we've been able to do. It's It was a, a challenging off-season, I think, for a lot of people. And Sebring was kind of the, the point where it finally, everyone started to know their role and their place and flows of communication were good and things were just normal. So I, I think that gave everyone in, in the whole organization, it, it wasn't just on my car. Um, all three cars just had a really positive test. So I think that gave people a little bit of confidence um, going into St. Pete. And guys, I mean, it's it's under two weeks away. Like, it's, it's here. Com- that's wild. It's it's go time. I'm so pumped. Like I can't wait, man. I'm super excited. We're... Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's it's always it's just such a good race anyway. Like, it's such a fun weekend. The town really gets behind it. The track's fun. The vibe, the atmosphere. Like we've talked about this a ton. It's just one of the best races to uh, to attend. And like I, the kind of just tying back into an earlier part of the conversation. You know, I'm super excited for the crew from 100 Days to Indy to see it, to see a race in person, because, you know, I was chatting with them in thermal and they were talking about how they're like, Oh my God, this is like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like all the cars and the train being on the track, but this is just awesome. And I'm like, this was one of the most boring test days I've ever been to in my life. Like, if you think this is cool, you guys are going to absolutely be blown away when we get to St. Pete and then your heads will physically explode at Indianapolis. So I'm, I'm jazzed that like the, these these this crew these people get to see it for the first time and uh and i think they're going to do a great job kind of capturing that stuff which is which is huge so excited about that um uh what else i i know hmm. i don't know why but that just kind of remind me of i forget what year it was but i was at a test in phoenix watching you guys i think it was a night test and tony dezino and i were in pit lane just watching cars go by under the lights and Tony used to work at NBC Sports and has been covering IndyCar forever. He just goes, God, you just don't ever get tired of seeing this, do you? Yeah. <laughs> no, you really don't. <laughs> well, that that was – so I, I, I got down to Sebring early, um, as yeah. we kind of talked about last week. And I got to go for the first time – I want to say the first time since like 2017 – I actually got to go stand on a corner on a road course and watch Indy cars. Like obviously you see them in Indianapolis and you see them on the oval in the front straight and you're like, yeah, it's fast and cool and whatever. But to actually see these things like break and corner and accelerate, like when you're involved, you forget how cool it is, like how cool these cars are. You know, you, you know, James, like your, your, your mind and body kind of adapts and gets used to it. And you, you feel all the kind of, parts of the car because on i mean that's ultimately what you're focused on every single right. time you get in it fixing right? the bad to, stuff you're yeah. trying to pick out all the flaws but like just standing there and watching like it is legitimate like these are legitimately the fastest race cars on earth next to a formula one car like there yeah. is nothing quicker it's and that's it's, pretty it's pretty cool 
It's awesome, man. And like and we, we were talking about this while you were down there. Like I got to stand on the inside of Portland turn one for the for the race last year uh, at the start. And I even stood there in practice. And like Portland turn one is a kind of slowish corner. Portland turn two is like the slowest corner outside of the hairpin at Long Beach, probably that we race and the fountain, maybe. Like not places where you're gonna be super impressed with like the speed of a car. But man, I was super impressed with the speed of the car. Like I remember what it feels like sitting in the thing and you're like crawling through turn two at Portland. You're like, this is just the worst corner. The car sucks at this speed. Nothing works right. Nothing feels good, whatever. But when you stand outside and watch how fast that still is and like that feeling you get at that speed, it's insane. Like, well, yeah, mine was turn eight at Sebring. So like the hairpin, like, yeah. It was like, oh my god! And then I, you told me, well, go to turn one. It was like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it's just wild, awesome. man. Yeah, they stop so well, they corner so fast, they disappear Even off the, of the distance. Even the acceleration is just yeah. badass as well. Yeah, it that's is, cool to it hear cool. you guys see it uh, from a fan perspective. That's awesome. Oh yeah, and and that's the thing. Like you see, you see on race weekends, right? When you're <clears throat> or at test, you're just on the timing stand, so you kind of just see the car go by right. on the front straight, and you don't really. There's no perception of anything, right? Yeah, it's just, it's, well, whatever. Yeah. It's just a car going by in a straight line. Yeah, that was so dumb. Um, <laughs> you really have to have like the ch- the change, kind of what we were talking about at the top of the episode. Like the the rate of change yeah. of speed is what like matters. Um, it's the relative speed, right? Like when you're when you're out there, you're out there with other people going the same speed. You don't really notice it, but then when you just stand there stationary, um, but you know what? It's it's funny that actually reminds me of a story that Dario Franchitti talks about. So, you know, he won the championship in the 500 and 07 and then left and went NASCAR racing. And that was kind of the plan. He was going to do that from now on. And throughout 08, you know, he had kind of a, a rough experience in, uh, in the stock car side of things. And he came to the first Indy car race he was able to make it to was, I think he said Detroit. Maybe it was a choice, maybe it wasn't. It doesn't matter. He made it to a race at some point. And he said just that. He went and stood out in one of the corners and watched the cars go by. And he was so blown away with how fast and how cool it was that that was the day that he was like, God, man, I think I left too early. I might have to come back and, and do this again. And and he walked <laughs> over to Chip's trailer and started the conversation. And that led to three more championships and two more 500s. And it was all because he was just so, just like so impressed with what an IndyCar was capable of. So it was really cool. Really cool. Yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. All right. all right. What are we asking we, Alex today? We got this uh, on Twitter. Uh, Zach Smithingel or Smithingel. Sorry, I pronounced your name wrong, Zach. We should just say I, that we're, we're going to like consciously, actively, intentionally... Zach pronounce every name incorrectly (laughs) yeah sorry that's just the thing that we do now so we're all all names are going to be pronounced intentionally incorrectly so that Uh, way we never feel bad about getting i mean we already call you jim and we call you and you're thim to the point where oh guys like i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say who it is because i think um she was a little embarrassed but someone who uh oh yeah (laughs) is very involved in the podcast and and racing and everything um, not involved in the podcast, but listens to the podcast, was asking me a question um, kind of about off track and, and everything. And she referenced in the beginning, you know, 
yourself, James, and Tim. And initially, I thought well, that's that's funny. This is like, somebody geez. I've met, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I was like, oh, that's that's funny. And then a couple messages later, like I referred to Tim as Tim, and she was like, wait, is his name Tim? <laughs> Or is it Tim? I'm very confused. <laughs> genuinely did not know like, which one it was. Did not know, which yeah. <laughs> which <clears throat> makes me even happier. So now yeah, I yeah. I mean I feel like we need to double down on Tim on the show just yeah. to make sure that there's no confusion. Hey, whatsoever. speaking of anything else, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tim. All right, back to Zach. What does Zach have to say? Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> said, "I challenge my kids to come up with useless superpowers." One said you can teleport, but only where you don't want to go. Uh, another one was you can levitate, but only on airplanes. Or you can turn your hands into flashlights, but only during the day. What would your power be? What would the other off-track guys say? First of all, those are all solid very answers. Yeah, very, very <laughs> clever answers. You got, you, got a good, you got a smart group of kids there, Zach. <laughs> I got one. All right. It is Ask Alex, so start us off. You never age, but you're the last person on Earth. Well, that's just dark. Yeah. <laughs> What's the implication here? Like, what mm. happened to everybody else? Mm. <laughs> is your superpower that you killed everyone on Earth? <laughs> you you had the immunity no, to the disease no, that no. took us all out? Right. I mean, you... Right. So you you just... You you just you everything. live you literally live for eternity by yourself yes. on an uninhabited rock. Correct. So so just immortality is your is, is your I guess yeah. But but, like, but also like, but also like no one else gets to like you don't get to share that or like be in quotes air quotes guys be better than anyone else because right, you're okay. alone. So okay, so let's, let's work you know what this I'm way. trying to get at. Like, yeah. So so yeah, yeah. remember how like in all their examples, it was you could do something, but only wet, right? So it's immortality, but only after a meteor has come and wiped <laughs> out the rest of humanity. Right. Right. Sure. So, There's nothing to live for, and now you can live forever. Right. This, yeah, this. man. That does. That's that's just that is dark. That seems <laughs> appropriate, though. That seems like something Alex I think that, would. There was a do. similar uh, similar episode of the original uh, Twilight Zone that covered this. He oh, really? Had all all well, it was this guy who loved to read, and he was the last person on Earth, and he finally has time, and then he breaks his glasses. Okay. You could probably still figure it out. It's just I. I mean, it's, yeah. Um, I don't know. What's like a useful like, the the ability to like. Go bald and then grow your hair back. <laughs> there, they covered the, one of these on Mystery Men, which I still think is just a tragically underrated Under, movie. Thousand but, percent. Yes, <laughs> the ability you you can turn invisible, but only when no one's looking at you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's right. <laughs> or like, I'm invisible. Can you see me? Yes. <laughs> you you can you can know anyone's name as soon as they leave. So it's like when you, you know, when you forget somebody's name, when you meet Yeah, them. but then, then you can be like, all right, good to see you, man. Bill, good to see you, Bill. Good to see you, Bill. <laughs> you can know how to spell any word in languages you don't speak. You no, can like, only speak, but only when you're not spoken to. I was going to say, okay. like, you know, you, you can only you, speak when you're not. You have to. like a, an, in, yeah, you have an infinite. Sense. You have an infinite metabolism, but your mouth's sewed shut. You can talk to animals, but only small talk. 
<laughs> I feel like that was a Google. No, that's <laughs> that's kind of funny though. Um, oh wait, so hold on. This is this is good. Thank you, Zachin family. Uh, that was funny. But there's a something that came up. Did we talk about F1 car launches and whether or not they have? No, we didn't. No. But we can. Okay. So yeah, I saw somebody mention this or tweet this or something, and they're like, Dalton was on one about it. Dalton? Oh, he was. He was. Yeah. Sorry, Dalton. <laughs> Dalton. Dalton Abbey. Dalton Collette. Um, <laughs> yeah, like what's your what's your what's your feeling about him? I mean, you know, there was all these very differently designed ones. Red Bull went to New York and had a big like flashy show about it, and Ferrari just so, went to their test track and did a demo run. Like, yeah. So what I what they did a couple years ago, and I don't know if this is COVID related or not, but there was a period of time where F1 was doing livery launches, but like mm. it wasn't the, gen, the this year's car. Right. And that was really stupid. Because it was like, just oh, literally the paint scheme. Look, yeah, look at our livery. And it not was a full production, but it was like not the actual car. So I think that was pretty dumb. But I do think it is it is nice that there is this event around. Like I like it when teams do the event. I don't watch the event, but I like the the short clips or pictures that come out of it. Cause like, it is a big deal. Like they're, they've built those things from, from nothing. Right. And so I think it is something that deserves to be celebrated. Um, whereas like, like I said, like when it's just a paint scheme and they go to this pomp and circumstance about it, like that, not that interesting. So like you, you wouldn't, you wouldn't think it was appropriate for an IndyCar team to do that because the cars are the same to like, I mean, cause it would essentially be a livery reveal. Like, we did. Yeah, um, we've done it. And eh? I liked you guys' livery reveal. Okay. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Like, That's the thing. Like it's, it's, there's nothing it's, really new you're looking at. Is it just more about the event? Is it like an opportunity? You know, is it the first opportunity for media to sit with all the drivers of a team for the partners to all be together in the same room for the first time before they get to the racetrack and see their car? You know, it's the reveal for the sponsors is probably a bigger deal than it is for you know fans or whatever because the car looks like the car looks but is there a value in doing it in some capacity or another well i think i think the maybe the frustrating part is most of these liveries or cars or whatever you want to call it like you can predict what it's going to look like like there there's it's very rarely like some shock and awe no, no, for uh, sure. This is wildly different than you've ever seen before. Like, I think the Alphatari is probably the most aggressively different. Well, than I mean, what the we've seen in a while. Well, they've done a black Mercedes before. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're right. That's true. They did two years mm-hmm. ago. They did that. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Because, mm. like, even think, in Tim? a Tim, I mean, especially in the off season, anytime you content to the fans i think it's cool but yeah they uh, especially in f1 they do go a little overboard on them and the thing is i feel like even with the cars being new unless it was like last year when the an entire regulation change right like year to year it's kind of hard to pick up the subtle differences that are you know outwardly distinguishable so it's not like you're looking at a brand new concept you know i think though you underestimate how much people like very close-up shots of race cars. Yeah, race cars fair. are cool. Just seeing the angle, seeing the light on a nice livery—they're just—they're cool. 
Um, it's not like we have a ton of content in the office. All right. You're right. I'm for it. I think any car team should start doing it. They don't have to be big affairs. They can just be at the shop, you know, kind of like how we did it at Andretti back in the day. But I think they should do it because it's good content. Um, Fans like it. Gives people something to argue about, have an opinion on. I like this. Going. I don't like this one. Whatever, whatever. Um, I have, before we go, because we are out of time, I just have a quick thanks. Uh, our friends at uh, JPL, Doug and Zach, set up a tour for Hazel and I to go you see mean the Doug and Zach. Zach. Doug and the other Zach. Yeah. Uh, set up a tour for Hazel and I to go see the uh, Jet Propulsion Laboratory. It was awesome. We had a ton of fun. So, uh, Doug and Zach, thanks. It's weird, James. I, I like rockets. I love space. I mean, we're setting that up, by the way. So we'll talk offline on that. But uh, oh. yeah, talk offline. That's one of those like, those one of those like work phrases that people just hate. James, we'll like, circle back to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> circle back to. We'll circle Did back. Do you want me to loop you in on that? Discuss the low hanging fruit. Um, you know, let's really nail down our efficiencies here. We just gotta um, make sure we analyze the synergy and make sure we're maximizing the capabilities. I really want to table that for now. <laughs> I'd like to follow up on what we discussed last week. Okay. How about we just table this episode? Yeah, let's do that. This has been Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Off Track is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. And if you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts. We're at Ask Off Track on Twitter and Instagram. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Tim, though I have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham on Twitter. Find us on YouTube and subscribe to our channel for exclusive video content. The music you heard on this episode is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. You can find him online at hollandpattonpubliclibrary.com. Off Track is produced by Tim Durham, and by that we mean Tim. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes. The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.